What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Fan Tracks coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am Tony Mango. I'm joined by Callum Wiggins. Welcome to Fanboys Anonymous. And Robert D. Felice. I love gold! Well, we were deciding to uh, do some spinoffs of the James Bond Review to a Kill franchise breakdown that we've been doing here. We did the from Recap with Love, and we were thinking, you know, maybe we go into Never Say Never Again. And then we thought, how about no? And then we ended up switching it up and going with the Austin Power series. We've watched the first one. We've watched the second one. We are on the third and final entry, at least final for right now. You know, there's been rumors for years and years about an Austin Powers 4, but it hasn't happened yet. So, I don't know, maybe we'll make one up in our minds. Or maybe I'll do some kind of an article about, like, what should an Austin Powers 4 be or something. I don't know. But we're going to be watching Austin Powers in Gold Member, the worst of the three, but still has some quality jokes in them here and there. It's been a bunch of years since I had seen this movie. And what we're going to do is the normal breakdown that we have done with all the other fan tracks in the past. We are not giving you the movie. So for anybody who is just jumping on this right now, thinking that it's going to pop up on the screen, it is not. Uh, We will give you a countdown of three, two, one, play. And whatever it is that you are watching it on, then you can sync that up correctly with us. If you are watching it on the old school DVD, by the way, if you hit the play button on there, there's going to be two different screens that pop up about like, uh, you know, don't record and reproduce this and the TV, uh, it's been modified to fit your TV and whatever. Uh, that is something that I've bypassed already. So don't factor that in. You'll have to come back and kind of resync up with us with that. But if you're on HBO Max or if you are on Amazon Prime or if you are through whatever fashion else that it is, as long as you're on zero, zero, zero right now and you hit play at the same button, uh, you had to play at the same button. You had to play button at the same time is what I should say. And we go straight into, you know, the opening sequence and stuff. You should be good to go. I will give maybe like one or two moments throughout his of just kind of like, oh, we're at this part of the movie. We've been noticing lately that with the different feeds that sometimes it seems like some of us are slightly off. So, it, you know, it's like a split second here and there. I don't know if that's a like a transcoding type of thing or if it's like somebody's stream runs a little bit faster. Like if the HBO max thing just kind of is like a split second off and then that split second kind of adds up over time or something. But if you are in that fashion, there's really nothing that we can do about it at that point. It should be close enough at the very least. So as long as you know where we're roughly at, you should be good. And we're just going to watch the film, shoot the shit, laugh the jokes, talk about whatever we talk about here So drop a comment below, tell us your thoughts while you're watching this along, and hit that like button, hit the share button if you want to pass it along to anybody to watch it along with you as well, or, you know, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already, all that good stuff. So, with all that out of the way, we are going to get started here, so get yourselves all set up like we are, because we are going to do this, and remember, it is a 3-2-1 play type of thing, and here's the countdown, 3 2 one play always like the uh new line cinema intro this is a really classic intro hey it's an aol time warner company 
Well, there well. You've got mail. By the way, this is the peak of like, all right, Austin Powers is a brand, is a thing. Let's get everything we can here. And this is directly parodying the intro of uh, Mission Impossible 2, which had been out not too much uh, before this, where they do a damn good job of recreating like a couple little elements of things. And I thought that this was one of the best parts about this entire movie when I saw this in theaters. People cracked up at it. Shagwa. It's a good name. The first time that you guys saw this, do you remember if you had any kind of like direct reaction to why is this like much more serious? And you know, I was nine and I actually saw this in theaters, so I, I was pretty much just waiting for the bits because I honestly I was nine and didn't understand half the bits, but I thought it was funny. So, yeah, we, we all went to see this as a family. I mean, I can't recall. I can't. I can't recall watching it for the first time because it was. It's been a long, long time. So I could tell you even that um, there was distracting that when I saw this in theaters, the um, <laughs> they decided to put a trash can at the front of the movie theater, like the in front of the screen. And the whole time that I'm watching the movie, I'm like, "Why is this trash can here?" <laughs> like I still remember that to this day. A great joke coming up here. And this is the best, I think, that Gwyneth Paltrow has ever looked. Arguably. <laughs> it's quite an interesting one because they've never really given the um, the main powers girl a, 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 a joke name. No, they have and Felicity Shagwell. Shag- yeah, well, no, yeah. But it's not. But it's not really like it's like the, it's just the surname that's. This is arguably my favorite part of the movie coming up right right now. (laughs) 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 Fucking love it. He's the only person you really could get to play that role in the series. It's so perfect. Infinitely better, but the hey asshole. <laughs> Just, that's so Devito. They got Spielberg. Yeah. So it's so inception. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And of course, like we were talking about the previous ones, uh, I think it was you, Callum, that had mentioned this that basically, instead of the Bond intro, 
it is the the opening dance sequence that it's like the stamp on this kind of series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is their this is their like hallmark essentially, you know you're watching well I mean you know you're watching Austin Powers movie because Austin Powers is in it, but it's like <laughs> but it, it, it wouldn't make sense if it doesn't have a dance number at the start of it. Yeah. Like if they do an Austin Powers four and it doesn't incorporate something like this, it's gonna seem really strange. Yeah. Who I knew that uh, Spielberg was so athletic though? Hmm. I, I will give them credit. Is that like I know we might rag on the movie in certain places here, but they really go all out for this intro. Yeah. I don't remember too much of the intro to be honest. Well, I remember one significant part of it, which is. <laughs> Like, I forgot that this was uh, in the mix. It's been, I mean, probably like 15 years since I've seen this movie. That's probably my favorite, like, running gag in the Paris movies. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. <laughs> just like, like, you can just know how big the franchise is at this point. Yeah, all the celebrity cameos they can get now. So far, we've had uh, Tom Cruise, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, Spielberg, and now Britney Spears. Arguably the best that Britney Spears looked at this point, too. This is pretty much peak Britney. Yeah, before everybody realized like how terrible a lot of the elements of her life were. Yeah. The funny thing is that like um Austin Powers is in the music video for this this song as well. Oh he is? Yeah. The music video for boys has Austin Powers in it, yeah. Huh. Like from this scene or is it its own thing? No, he's no it's his own thing where he's just oh. in the music video as well. Nice. This pretty not a fembot fembot in the uh, in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the music video. Would explain a lot of things. Not See, a bad that's joke. A really good line as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, nice <laughs> that's a good joke. This is probably like they might have blown their load at the start. I, I I kind of feel like we might look at this like, like it's certainly problematic and it definitely hits you over the head with too many stupid jokes compared to the other ones. I think we might look back on this one a bit with a, um, I guess, a bit more nostalgia, enjoyment value, really, because there's just been so much shit that's come out in the years since. And I will admit that, like, they had to change up the formula because the main girl in this movie is significantly younger. And I think they changed things for that reason. Well, she's she's incredibly young and also incredibly inexperienced as an actress. Yeah. Yes. And she's the weakest part of this movie by far. Oh, by far, she is the weakest part of this entire thing. But it's just like, well, Beyonce is at this point in time. I, I, arguably, she's not as big as she would get. Right. Now, yeah. Right. But like, she is like one of the hottest things in music right now. Same thing with Britney, really. And so they get Britney in this as a cameo. Arguably, Britney had a, probably a bigger claim to be the main Bond. The yeah, main I was, was going to say, they should have flipped it. They should have flipped it. Yeah. 
Vandersmut. Forgot that that was his name. Mini Me is another part of this movie that goes past the uh, past the funny meter to me on some parts. Well, I think as it all unfolds, the the swerves and turns were a bit much. He jumps the shot. Ju- I don't say he like jumps the shot too much, but like they make too much of the movie about him, right? Yeah, because like a character like Seth. Uh, Seth, uh, Seth Green's Scott. Scott. It's the second time I did uh, called him Seth. He doesn't really ever reach a point where his character becomes like obnoxious. And number two never gets bad, and Frau never gets bad. Doctor Evil does. Uh, Minimi does. Particular jokes get a little bit too much, but. I mean, I appreciate the idea of like why they decided to go with it about the the rivalry between <laughs> Scott and Minnie Me going a little further, and and this like the changing dynamic. Check that off the list, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, like the Got Me a Marlin one, it's like, eh, not gonna lie for that one. Yeah. I think they were just trying to get as much out of this part as they could, really, because of the fact that realistically, Doctor Evil was pretty in and out of the movie early on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Such <laughs> 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 
his obliviousness is good in this. Yeah. I do like that they, at this point, they realize, like, time travel has been part of two different movies in, you know, different fashion. So why not still incorporate it into there instead of just like, well, they forget that they can do time travel now, you know? Oh, yeah. I just like, and I do like the break from tradition here of just like, oh, okay, yeah. he's done immediately. <laughs> The World Court. Why isn't that a <laughs> World Organization WR? Network News. Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Michael Caine is such a good choice for all this as well. Oh, he's perfect. So yeah. He's, fi- he's finally knighted two movies after they said he was going to get knighted. And that's Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald, I think is his name again, who's been in the previous two movies. He was someone that was ran over with the steamroller, and then he was the, the guy watching Jerry Springer. Mm. So he gets a cameo again. That was good. Why would they all just, ah, your dad didn't show up? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I forgot about the gag with the uh, the janitor. <laughs> forgot that that was the case. Actually, a catchy song. This wasn't like a necessary couple minutes to spend doing this, but it's not as offensive, I think, personally, as when they dedicate a whole lot of time to a different musical number later on. Yeah, I well, agree with that. I mean, it's thematic because it's like it is talking about his dad, which is just what happened. So, yeah, it's just that you can cut this and nothing gets lost. No, really outside of a minute. One of the best bits. <laughs> what the one coming up? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Very racist, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then again, though, I mean, you guys watched. You only live twice. So. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not saying. But well, to be fair, this is like. 30 years in the future from it, so it's, it's yeah. like less. <laughs> I think it's it's not so much the like the whole daddy thing and then her name being Fook Me that's the issue. It's more just the things like saying sexiful and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, there's no reason for her to say that other than the fact that, oh, she's Asian, so of course she's saying that. Well, they do say uh, very sexiful in New of Toys, too. So he could have just picked it up from that. Been like... Maybe. Maybe that's parody, yeah. <laughs> and they are not at all related. 
Well, yeah, they don't look like each other that much. Right. No. They're just two Asian women wearing this, uh, like similar wigs and outfits. Vince McMahon write this movie? <laughs> okay, the very gravy thing is like a little bit like, okay, that's oh, a bit you, on the note. <laughs> did you say gravy? Yeah, very yeah. gravy. <laughs> Heineken uh, product placement again. Yeah. Very <laughs> Catch Dr. Evil in the first act. Yeah. <laughs> it's good luck. Twin. <laughs> Twin. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, all right, I'll get him afterward. <laughs> you could have just let him believe that, Basil. <laughs> He's nothing but honest, Basil. Yeah, you gotta be honest with him. <laughs> yeah. Hate to miss Shag and see. <laughs> this is essentially what um Blofeld will be doing in uh, No Time to Die. That's true, yeah. They're gonna pull the uh whole silence of the lambs thing with that too. Well they literally stole some other things with this movie. That's true. Wow, <laughs> yeah. No, that that be quite weird, isn't it? It's just a case of, like this. It's a huge parody on James Bond, and now James <laughs> Bond is parodying off of Austin Powers. And it gives you a good nice uh, split screen right there. Mm. Yeah, they've they've worked out the trick on this now. It's a stretch. (laughs) That is great. I love that. Yeah, that's that's what the joke is. Obviously, it's it's funny. (laughs) I like when they go back and they do this Mm. little. Backstory. Young Basil and young Austin and everybody. Good casting, if I remember correctly. Again, it's been like 15 years since I've seen it, but... Yeah, that is fantastic. (laughs) Very good casting. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not sure who this kid is, but he does a really good job. Yeah. Like I, re- I can't imagine that they could have gotten somebody better for that part. And a kid for young Basil too. Like, look at him. He looks like he could totally be young Basil. It's, uh, like the look, the look is great, but the voice is amazing. I feel. Like, I, don't, I can't believe they get his voice so perfect in there. <laughs> to, to the point where I'm feeling like that guy doesn't speak, and they just put Basil's voice over the top of it. Right. I like how number two just immediately understood his role. And then he's already wearing an eye patch. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) God, Mr. Bigglesworth has a great lifespan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess freezing them for a while extends it a bit. Maybe. Yeah, okay, that's gotta be bad just talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to feel like that a bit more, but I mean the the kid that plays Austin's so good with this. Yeah. They could have done like a spin off. Mm-hmm. Like young Austin. He gets like <laughs> love it. That's good. Even the way that he had said like take a bow is exactly how Mike Myers would uh, would have said it. So if we're crossing off the Spy Who Loved Me and Goldfinger, if you had to pick one of the movies that they would name the next one based off of, what would you rather them do? Austin Pussy. That is a, that, that was a really funny name. Um, I don't know. I try to work in something like you only shag twice or something. Just no, no, no time to shag. <laughs> this, is, this is funny as well. Just a little run through the door. Now I think you only let you on the words. You only shag twice could have been a good sequel title, but at this point, uh, I don't think they can do it for the fourth one. Thunderballs. Like maybe they could do something with the uh, diamonds are forever, because it's number four, so forever that kind of thing. Like shagging is forever or something. Swinging is forever. On Her Majesty's shagging service. (laughs) 
Fun I mean, fact, they could... Austin completely missed the 70s. Austin was never in the 70s when the 70s were actually a thing. Like, full stop 70s? Oh, yeah, because he got... He got, um... he got frozen in 69, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they incorporated some sort of time travel thing in the next one, I mean, they kind of would have to go either... 80s, 80s or 80s. or it would be well we go back in time to the first uh with the 90s you know what's uh, really offensive that they didn't just get the rest of the members of Dest- destiny's child for this scene wasn't like, she out of a destiny's child by this point no she wasn't well, she, she, at this point she'd already done um she's like uh with- some singles stuff, but singles like it's, it's a wrestling starting like, solo stuff. Because I, I always I always consider like the start of Beyonce's uh singles career as like um uh Crazy in Love was kind of like is like the one that immediately springs to mind is like okay Beyonce's now Beyonce she's not just Beyonce of Destiny's Child. <laughs> I I will say Footman Foot You is something, but this like takes. Like racism towards a Dutch to a probably further than any movie has ever taken racism towards a Dutch before. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. Dutch on that. <laughs> I love the fact that I, I appreciate the fact that he like learned how to roller skate for this as well. Specifically for this? Well, I, I I presume that I presume he didn't really. My mind doesn't strike me as a guy that like just casually roller skates. Hmm. So I assume he probably learned how to do it for this one. And we've also gotten, uh, you know, obviously this is a a stretch, but still a parody of Goldfinger. And he says the, the guy is literally stretching. Ah, uh, didn't even plan on that. Mm. And the uh, the whole Doctor No and Blofeld, or not uh, Doctor Evil and Blofeld type of thing. But I'd love to see them do a parody if they're gonna like for another movie. They kind of pick another villain to go with. I'd love to see them take on like um, I forgot about this whole thing going on. Yeah, this is a good one. It's it's also funny the fact that again you got like Beyonce in there and this and this guy is, is I can't remember really his name is yeah again a very like pretty prominent actor yeah playing this part instead of being like a specific part in the movie yeah Anyway, okay, so I was so... saying, uh, I'd like them to do their take on uh, the man with the golden gun, Francisco Scaramanga. I think he'd be a good villain for them to kind of base the next one off of. It might, it might be a bit too, maybe a bit too gold heavy at that point. 
I was, I was just said like talk about the fact that like, she's an eight years no phone call. I just double checked uh, Beyonce's age in this Beyonce movie. Beyonce would have been fourteen when they were filming. <laughs> no, it was eight years before they were filming this. Younger than that. Oh, she was twenty when this movie came out. When it came out, I thought she was twenty when they were filming, and she was twenty-one by the time it came out. Around about that. I mean, it's two thousand three, so like she would have been around about twenty. Yeah, probably about twenty-one when the movie came out. Well, so yeah, (laughs) maybe she got frozen. (laughs) Eight years, no phone call. It's like no, you were. Michael Caine. Mm. <laughs> he's perfect. He's he just like he would be the person that would have been if Austin Powers had been like started in the nineteen seventies or eighties. It would be Michael Caine <laughs> playing Austin Powers. All right, all right, Callum, you need to translate all of this. Well, it translated in front of you. So this is all Cockney Rhyming slang. And so this is real. Like, the, the, these are real slang things that English, English yeah. people would say. Not, well, you have to be from a certain part of the country. Like, this is really kind of East London, South London. Uh, language. This is something that people used in order to. I I don't know whether it was like proven to be it or not. I mean, when they start doing like tea kettle and then shout on the turtle, that's just a joke. That's a, like a legitimate joke. That's not that's that, that isn't Cockney rhyming slang. They're just doing that for the sake of doing it. But it's just a case of people used to use that to kind of hide what they were saying from police. So it's kind of like the British version of pig Latin. So like somebody being sixes and sevens is that actually something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't say like I'm super well versed. I can't. I don't really have because uh, I've never spoken it generally and stuff like that because of that. But when you say like apples and pears, it's rhyming to stairs, so that's why you described like going up and down the apples and pears. You're saying stairs instead. That seems so much more complicated than just being yeah. like I'm just gonna that's whisper. <laughs> well, it's, it's, the pig line is like it's so much easier to say like like uh, happy birthday instead of saying happy H happy hub. Whatever Earth Day Bay, whatever you would say for that. All that carny talk. Uh, I'd be yeah. like, "Happy birthday!" I'm just gonna say it very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, they ever heard me? <laughs> I love the whole doit. What would you guys pick? Smoking a pancake. And the bong, probably. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I mean, I'm not gonna smoke any other things, but uh, if I ate the uh the food itself, I'd pick the waffle right now. Did <laughs> he just? This is a brilliant line as well. And <laughs> the Dutch. It's so good. <laughs> Such a brilliant line. One of the ones that really um, sticks with you. 
<laughs> but yeah, the Forger. We'll get to the more of the Forger later on. But there are there are some things to be like in general. Like there are some things that are just a bit very um over, overdone, but it's got some really funny stuff. I don't like that I saw 2016 as the numbers were scrolling down and thought, oh, even that's five years ago from right now. <laughs> but man, if we could go back to 2016. <laughs> oh, if we could go back. What, uh, what how could we change what's going to happen? I, well, I assume we just warned that guy, don't eat about what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, no, first of all, we, we, we warned the people, building, like, and then we warned the guy, don't eat the bat. Yeah, we're cra- free crazy, crazy people going back in time to 2016, and they're going to believe. Hey, I'll tell you what, at the very least, I'd have bought stock in 2019 of all the cleaning supplies. <laughs> Here's pretty much... If, yeah, this is my least favorite section of the movie. Well, not specifically this scene, but what comes out of it. So you don't like Taco Bell? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So that's uh that's essentially like Tracy. Someone that's dies in a car. Not a conjugal visit that I'd want to be guarding. No. No, I probably would commit you to retire. But I thought at this point she had fallen in love with the unibrow. Well, to be fair, this is just for, uh, this is purely practical. Because she gets a key out of it, doesn't he? So it's like, it wasn't like they wanted to do it. It's just, yeah, that's the, that's his escape plan. No, I mean, she could also just be in the unibrow and uh, not be able to. And this is the scene you were mentioning, Claire. Yep. Is Tiny Lister in this? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't remember that. It's Zeus. Yeah. Go back and check out if you are interested in more Zeus. We did our uh, No Holds Barred fan tracks, which is fantastic. So <laughs> go back and check that out. 
Mm. Yeah, this whole sequence here, uh, from the very first time I saw this, I was just like, uh, okay, we're wasting time. Mm. I I never like these types of things. It doesn't matter if it's Family Guy, it doesn't matter if it's whatever. Once you get to a sequence that takes so much time out of it and the joke is almost immediately done from just the fact that they're doing it like well what i like here now is look at the data to everything like i mean to be fair it's just a giant parody on like rap music and stuff like that in in general yeah but it's like none of the jokes are good a gold moto, that's kind of funny. Like, th- just Dr. Evil says, for shizzle my nizzle, I'm supposed to laugh? Mm. Oh yeah, it does, it does just overstay as well, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, a lot, yeah. Well, he earned their but, respect, and that was the, yeah. the purpose of the bit. Oh, yeah, I mean, the funniest part about the entire thing is just like they do that entire thing, and people say, Oh, I'm supposed to find that funny or interesting. And then they just says, Okay, you're going to start a riot. And it's like, Yes, Dr. Evil. It's just like, Okay, that works. <laughs> That's the funniest part of it. Oh, What's better, the rear projection here or <laughs> in some of the Bond movies? It's less forgivable. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's less forgivable here. So. The Earth says hello. And it is funny that it's like it's an AOL Time Warner company and they specifically have the AOL thing to plug that. I didn't realize it was a Mac until now. Hmm. Yeah, oh. neither did I. Especially because it's felt like you go to the first movie and like the, the how chunky that laptop is, and now they've already got like a MacBook. Yeah, yeah. true. So and even then, years. this is like well before Apple is controlling the world. Mm. We have a literal. <laughs> and the mole's definitely gotten bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Fred Savage. If you gotta pick Fred Savage or Ben Savage, Ben Savage all day. The mole thing, too. Another one that, like, I think if they cut it short pretty much right now, you're better. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is constantly saying that. <laughs> Shut up, Q. <laughs> I do appreciate the one where he's just like constantly trying to hold it. It just feels that 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 that's funny. The the humor is in him holding it and it just coming out naturally almost. <laughs> See, this is like again, this now this is Thunderball vibes because now we're underwater. A little bit of Thunderball, a little bit of Moonraker. Mm. It wouldn't be Moonraker, would it? It'd be um, Spyro Love Me underwater, wouldn't it? I mean, just like the general, like the base type of ideas. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, joke doesn't age all that well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, to be fair, it's creepy if he says it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> choice. It's though. like, let's make the guy, he's got a, a gold dick, he's Dutch, he's a roller skating uh, guy who repeats like the artists of different songs and also eats the skin like they just kind of had a whole list of things going on in this one really didn't like the dutch river you know yeah mm. now number two's had it yeah it's tired of him pushing around oh this is so good it's again it's just slapstick <laughs> i just love it <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! He <laughs> <laughs> got him in It's it's so it's so base, but it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I I love this joke. One, two, (laughs) and three. (laughs) That's a great joke. One, two, and three. Is what? (laughs) (laughs) Why did he say about that? What is... <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love how he spells this out. Yeah. 
It would be great if Bond just did that at one point in the movie. I mean, he does. In um, Spectre, he just tells the one guy, sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cabbage thing, like, what? <laughs> One of my favorite lines coming up. Mm. This is the build up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Even the delivery of you crazy Dutch bastard, just it's completely <laughs> unnecessary. That's what makes it great. Playing mind games with him there. Yeah, works. Mm. Mini fella. <laughs> you call it a giggle stick? Yeah, giggle stick. <laughs> Master of ceremonies. <laughs> General two curls. I think he calls it like a <laughs> he's a tripod. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> tripod. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. That fast, he's endeared him. Yeah, it's kind of like that South Park episode where the uh, Japanese um, keep telling people, "Oh, you're American. You must have a big American penis." And they were like, "Well, oh, that can't be that bad." I do appreciate his like uh, Basil's reaction to whatever Foxy says is pretty good. He's just like he's, he's just serious. So... Whatever, he's he's blasé like, about everything. everything. Yeah, which was like he's taking everything she's saying literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we get back to the Bond thing, if we get. Get The old dick and twist. <laughs> nice double clothesline on the landing. So, this song, for anybody who wants to have their mind, like, blown, if you've ever seen the movie Chariots of Fire, or at least heard the song from Chariots of Fire, 
it has the exact same cadence. Dun dun yep. dun 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 dun. Really? So it's like I, once I realized that, anytime I've heard that song, which is an amazing song by uh, Vangelis, it's like on top of spaghetti. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> the whole like uh, <laughs> don't like cars. <laughs> and just to appreciate the fact that like like. Uh, any sort of bloke that just feels like he can go up to a woman and says, like, I'm super sexy, look at my tits. <laughs> <laughs> After saying, here's my underwear, I've shit in it. <laughs> Obligatory Matrix reference coming up. A little bit of live and let die right there. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, breaking the third wall with these kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they go over the top with it, like way past the point where even like the stupidest people in the audience would realize what the joke is going on here, you know? But they play with it well, like she shoots down the wire. Right. Drop a comment below. You gotta pick uh Beyonce or uh Pam Greer. Let us know. I think I'd almost always go Beyonce. I'd go yeah, Beyonce too. I, I would assume most people would, especially because the older generation is not going to be leaving a comment on this. But also she is the like old, a, uh, she's, you know, she's a gajillionaire or something. You definitely always go with the money. <laughs> well, I'm just yeah, saying, I, I that's I, one I, consistency I, with Callum with any of these like marry, fuck, kill type things or something. It's always who's got more money. <laughs> Well, that's always well, the married one, isn't it? Of course it is. The man is smart. I mean, like... I mean, there's always the, there's always the perspective of that thing. Well, especially if you're doing the things based on a married fuck kill scenario. It's just a case of like, yeah, this marriage isn't going to work out. So it's <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, to get some sort of alimony out of it. <laughs> I've used that line of uh, everybody likes the smell of their own brand. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> I mean that plus crap. Very, I mean, very good. Uh, plus crap. If you get the uh, the reference, follow smart cap moment. Because then you're definitely a pro wrestling fan. Great moment here. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's like narrating the whole movie. He's right. <laughs> this is so good as well. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> See, they randomly like make it seem like, oh, I don't like Mini Me. What the fuck? <laughs> he is small. That means why. That's why he can't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really understand. Like, I think they they push the the move away from Mini Me too quickly. So like, why why is, why does he hate him now? Because he threw a meteor into his balls or something. I mean, if somebody threw a meteor in my balls, I'd I'd be mad at them for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, true. So this idea, like, I don't mind him. Like, oh, now he's got more affinity towards Scott. It's just a case of like, okay, move him down the bench. That's fine. But but then he says, okay, now leave the room entirely. Just, like, just need to stretch it out a little bit more. Then again, movie's long enough as it is. And they were also so focused on, you know, cameos and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the movement from the laughing into that. Oh, I forgot about this. I love this uh, part. This is funny as well. Yeah. This is really clever. This is clever for something so stupid. Mm-hmm. I just love the fact that, like, well, that would be brilliant if, in real life if people could only understand what foreign people were saying because of the subtitles underneath their names. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and then it's just <laughs> let's just throw lines out here that have nothing to do with it. <laughs> like that's yeah. a great way of doing it. <laughs> I love the winking at the camera constantly. Yeah, it, this one is feeling like it's almost feeling like a parody of the parody. This point, it kind of is. <laughs> but, um, again, there, there, there are deleted scenes where he says loads of different things, so I assume that's almost improv. Uh, it has to be. Yeah. Because that's the perfect line that you would have done multiple takes for and just see what he can spit out at that moment. Mm. Yeah. Of course, we go back to the pee joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is super crass, but you know. I mean, like, uh, go back to the first movie. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> little kick of the boot as well, as well. right and in fact <laughs> it's like full <laughs> sprinkler <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know Aquafina had a uh, cameo in this movie I really don't think we needed Beyonce to fill the role that she is filling. I see where they're going with it, though. That's the thing. Like, I do too, but it's like it it seems so unnecessary. yeah, it's it's part of the issue is just the fact that because she's not a very experienced actress, I think they limit a lot of her time, but that makes her seem like she's just almost unnecessary in places. Yeah, and then just the whole like, okay, we're just gonna have you come on the screen and go Shazam, and it's like, okay. I mean, she, because she's she's not as bad as I remember her being because, I, like, honestly, like some of her like facial acting is really good. Oh, she's playing a caricature of the way that a lot of these like black exploitation types of. Mm. Uh, leads were like i mentioned pam greer like 
they have some of that down because they would use those types of things. It would be, you know, you're under arrest, sugar, like that kind of thing. I like that you were smart enough to miss it. You got away. <laughs> there's clogs, there's golden clogs. <laughs> he did the thing. The the Bond James Bond. <laughs> Again, it's a, it's appreciation. It's a mini as well. Yeah. That's both. That's obviously both to like obviously a classic British car, but also to the Italian job as well. It's the great check, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I mean, it perfectly sets up the uh, the size joke. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Multiple levels working on that one. I wonder what the um. I mean, I can't figure it out right now, but like, what the uh, mindset is to the design or shape of Goldmember's car? Yeah, I was trying to think about that because I was like, they they clearly have a design, but I couldn't pinpoint what it would be either. That's just silly. <laughs> Isn't a hero from Heroes pop up in here? Yep, there he is. Mm. <laughs> 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 There's the Charmander and Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. Basically saying like, oh, it's the um Oh hey, Brittany's back. The former Yokozuna is having a match here. <laughs> Second time we've got the uh, banjo. Mm. <laughs> Such a mad line to say out of context. I'm entering your mouth now. Yeah. <laughs> You haven't been saying that? <laughs> yeah, that's just the open wide rubber ducky part, too. <laughs> <coughs> Pile of monkey nuts part. Wow. It's really biting, right? <laughs> mm. A little Nelly. 
Or Faja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I might have to start using that. Mm-hmm. But it would have been great if Foxy just went fine. <laughs> 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 Was that, I think they um there's another I, actually I can't remember if it's in the movie or not so I don't really want to say it so ahead but there's a um I think there was a deleted scene where they do a um another music cutaway at that point yeah one of those so. like so, sad music cutaway things yeah to the tune of um saying what's it all about Austin but instead, like, instead of what's it all about Alfie because obviously Alfie was uh one of yeah. Michael Caine's biggest movies so. Smart decision if they did have that for them to just cut it, because mm. doing another random cutaway just for a musical gag like that would have really killed even more of the film's pacing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> that is pretty great. Just like Yeah. <laughs> I love Pepsi Twist in the fridge. It's another callback to another old movie. So they yeah. are they are they are calling back stuff. That's good. That he's getting mixed a little. Yeah. See, like, they go overboard with Mini Me in some parts, but, like, there's nothing wrong about having this scene whatsoever. No. It's a good reference to the other thing. They get to have another fight sequence. Like, it's nothing wrong with that. It's like the chicken fight at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'd totally fine if, well, obviously, we couldn't do it now if it was Austin Powers 4 because of <laughs> Burn Troyer, obviously, but. Hey, it's kind of stick. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just waiting if I can say. Pretty sure that Austin's obviously learned from his previous fight when he makes. Now he's the one that's got the upper hand of the entire thing. Yeah. And the mole's back. <laughs> Does he have to dress up like Austin though? 
He's got to be a name anyway. Yeah. Even though they've established that Mini Me actually can talk. <laughs> In what? In terms of the singing performances. But he said the you and I, you know. Oh yeah. Well, he does. He does the hard not life part of the um the hard not life stuff. Maybe he can only sing. Maybe. <laughs> Would you like one? A little more spy who loved me. Yeah. Honestly, I would have found it quite funny if they went into it. I said, oh, it's also a submarine, and they were both, and like we started. Like they just had a little cutaway to it underwater, and it was just filling up with water. So, yeah, oh, that we got the, the wrong other. car. Yeah, yeah, that was the other. <laughs> that was the other minute. It's interesting when we actually get to see him use the use the actual weapon before its intended purpose, and then obviously we get a call back to another famous joke from the second movie. Yeah, <laughs> arguably the best joke in the second one too. Mm. I didn't know you had a cameo in this movie. <laughs> That's such a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this one doesn't age though. Well, the Osborns was like a big thing at that point. Yeah, but that I mean, that dates it like crazy. Yeah, and the rapping performance didn't. The whole movie. It's like a period piece, but it's a lot of fun in that way. That's the difference between those uh, parody films, though, for me. Like, huge difference between Naked Gun, Robin Hood Men in Tights, that kind of stuff, and then epic movie and superhero movie. Because inherently, what's the joke of the Osbournes popping up? It's, look, it's the Osbournes. It's not an actual joke. References oh, yeah, aren't that... a joke unless there's a joke with the reference kind of deal. Yeah, it is just like a um, like saying that you get a pop four in the um, in the cinema at the time, right? Whereas like like thirty years from time, people watching this for the first time would like go, "Who, who are they? Are we supposed to care about that?" Like the Tom Cruise thing at the beginning of it is great. That's the same uh, water bottle that they used the previous time, mm. but um. The Tom Cruise thing is like good because it's an actual parody of Mission Impossible 2, so then it's like, okay, you know, they're, they're doing that specifically, specifically. 
Why not just shave it all off? <laughs> they ask that to a lot of different people that are out there. <laughs> he had to have been having fun doing this part. No, mm. number two is so over all of the yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm glad they cut again. I, I, I must have watched like so many of these deleted scenes over the years and stuff like that. But they cut another really like a deleted scene, which would have taken it way past the point of what it is right now, which is where, where they've the um sharks die in it. They do the. Um, you know the bit in um, Family Guy where they all eat some like chowder or something, and then they all start vomiting at yeah. once. Yeah, they essentially yeah. do that. Basically, everybody in the entire hall just starts throwing up because of the how vicious the killing is. Hmm. But yeah, that was a. Uh, it was a bit too. It went way too far. That one. One of us has to stand on one of the other one's shoulders. Is that the same actor that was giving him the uh, penis bump? Yeah. In the first movie? Huh. Yeah. I thought I recognized him. I just didn't remember what exactly from. I don't remember him being in the second movie. Uh, maybe he wasn't. Have. He probably was, if that was the case. You can be in apple juice there. <laughs> of course that's just like... mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> oh yeah I'm too fair it's fine because it's apple juice but you know it's like it's what it's representing I wonder how they did this little bit. Yeah, it is quite interesting. Again, uh, we're go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good use of the silhouette thing. Because it's oh, yeah, like, it so. at what other point has a movie done something quite like this? I mean, the, there's been silhouette jokes. That, you know, Robin Hobanitides has the whole thing with him pulling up the uh, sword and making mm-hmm. it seem like he's got a giant boner. But, like, the whole... <laughs> and the, the hand and the apple and all mm-hmm. that, like...
Would seem like it'd be kind of fun, minus the end part. Yeah. I mean, he was—he seems to be enjoying himself. How dare she not catch him and just like let him hit the his head? Oh, she's still getting paid enough for that. Yeah. She's Foxy Cleopatra, not Foxy Cleocatcher. God damn it! <laughs> Had a split second where I'm like, should I? And I'm like, fuck yeah, why not? <laughs> Pretty sure that that is in the spy who loved me, <laughs> or for your eyes only, maybe. There's always a split moment of like, uh, oh, is he actually evil? He's the big villain the whole time, that kind of thing. Then it's, Mm. okay, wow, different twist, you know? Yeah. I don't know what movie this is, but there's... This movie is this is actual footage from some old Michael Caine film. That baby's very cute. So assuming they've used like I can't remember what I don't know what movie that's from, but you know it's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's some actual Michael Caine film, so they just yeah, you know, Which I, yeah. At least he's consistent. Yeah. (laughs) 
Ducky powers. Ducky evil. Now, are they twins? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'd assume so. I mean, they, they look pretty similar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember really liking this running gag. Yeah. <laughs> the way that it's filmed makes it that much better. <laughs> I just got appreciate the fact that how many times they probably they had to film this because like had to switch um Mike Myers with someone else. Over and over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give give a hug to your uh to your uncle. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Scott. Just shoot up, man. Like, mm. Shoosting? Doesn't even have a, yeah, yeah, it doesn't even have a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody runs like a girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's your thing. Yeah. 
E Diddy. E Diddy, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I kind of wonder why, why Austin was the one that would go first anyway, because it's only Doctor Evil that can do this. Although it, it seems pretty straightforward. Put positive in negative and negative in positive. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he just keep saying father? <laughs> oh, that misses the ball. Ah. Yeah. This was a surprise. Yeah. Curious, like, what other people, like, who else they could have potentially had in the mix for some of these things. Yeah. And it's kind of a, I, 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 it's kind of a limited pool. Cause you kind of look at those names and just feel like, yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty good casting for characters that have already been cast in another movie. This doesn't age well. <laughs> what else do you do, like Jared? The only kiss in the movie, and... It is pretty awkward. It's like like a daughter kissing a dad. Yeah. Yeah, like, they really toned all that down. Yeah, it's Mm. really awkward. Mm. There it is. He gets the last movie. It is good that they had given him like uh, a black outfit too, just to kind of separate him a little bit. Mm. Oh, he's still got some uh, some extra credits. Some deleted stuff. scenes, Don't... yeah. Well, it wasn't bad. It was not as bad as I recall. Not that movie. It's just, just yeah, it's just that it's got uh it's got some moments that jump the shark, like we were talking about. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it's, like, it's not like the most amazing movie of all time. It's definitely the worst of the three of them. I feel like, but it's still funny. Michael Caine yeah. is brilliant. Like, it's yeah. Casting. Um, Beyonce's like fine. It's just that it's kind of like she just is just kind of there. So you could have gotten any person to really play that role. Pepsi branding in the background there. Like, they really don't need to do a fourth movie. No, they don't. They've reached a point where, like, the way that this ends and everything, it's like, all right, that's... You checked everything off the list that you really needed outside of the idea that if they wanted to have Austin end up with somebody because then no way in hell does Foxy make the most sense, you know? Nah. I'd have to move on past that. I think uh, I think this stands fine as a one-off, but he could have just ended up with Felicity. I think it also shows that these movies were better off. There were low-budget movies that I think when they got a bigger budget, they didn't know what to do with it, so they just filled it with useless cameos. Yeah. So the budget for this one was sixty-three million. So it's a bit more than the um, it was doubled what the um second movie's budget was. And quadruple and yeah, quadrupled what the first film yeah. started as. And the box office here was just under three hundred million. So still good, but not as big as uh, Despite Shagney. All right. Which is something that tends to happen quite often. It's either you just continually go higher and higher and higher to the point where like, say like the MCU. Like, they have, like, some little dips here and there, like, uh, you know, um, Thor doesn't make as much money as Iron Man. Uh, like, well, Iron Man wasn't super duper successful at the time compared to the way that some of the other things are, but, like... It's like Avengers? And when you get, something? like, when you get, like, past the Avengers, where it obviously builds up to the Avengers, but, like... Ant-Man 2 does not make as much as Guardians 2, for instance, because it's just not as big of a thing. But, like, a lot of movies, the second one has the most amount of buzz because the first one's typically the best. So people go to see the second one because of the strength of the first one. The second one usually falls short. By the time you get around to number three, people are like, "Eh, I'm sick of it, I've already seen it twice. So, nothing too uh, shocking with that. Yeah, and the only thing that's shocking about it would be the case that the, the cast in this one is quite strong, so you'd assume that maybe more people would be just interested by, by the strength of that. So we've mentioned about a, a fourth here and there. Um, if you had to pick, what would your like story elements be? Like, I would tend to think, of course, the fourth movie should deal with Austin's got a kid now. And Scott, of course, is, like, the main villain. You incorporate another villain in there. Kind of like how I said, like, maybe you you do, like, the man with the golden gun or something. I would love them to do, like, a Jaws parody. What would you name him? Hmm. I'd probably switch it up and make it less about, like, uh... 
about like the teeth, but something else. I don't really know. I'd have to probably workshop I'd, I'd that. Call, I'd call him Gums, and he just and the joke is he doesn't have any teeth. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, I, th- I think Callum's right here. And he just gums yeah. everything, and then it's like, well, that's not really all that useful, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, or yeah, maybe it's just the case that like he can. There must be he has some sort of like power. Maybe he can drown people in saliva or something. Which would be gross, but it does fit the Austin Powers motif. I, I always wanted to see a movie where, like, Scott was the main villain, but yeah. of course it's been 20 years. So I don't know if I, I would be as into that now, because you'd have to kind of fill in the blanks for the last 20 years and all that. What? Well, I think if you're going to do something on those lines, I would, I would honestly go down the route of start a new franchise with somebody who is... Either Austin Powers' son or Austin Powers' like nephew or something like that. Obviously not Scott, but you know. I mean about those guys. It would probably have to be he's got a son and they do some kind of time travel thing to go back to when like the son was born kind of a deal. Like you know, oh it turns out that right, like you fill in the blank kind of thing. But yeah, like oh it turns out that Felicity had a kid from the other Austin and that's the kid that's like, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, well, I but, think whatever it is, it has to be something that like if there is going to be a fourth one, it should stop that one and maybe be, if it's good, form the base of a new franchise. I'll tell you one thing that I wouldn't personally do, but almost guarantee this film's like pretty much wrapped up, but we're still going to keep the topic going. Uh, I would almost guarantee what they would do. At least it would be pitched. At, you know, baseline, it would be pitched. They would go, why doesn't Austin have a kid? But let's woman. make it a girl, so that way there could be a complete, like, wouldn't it be interesting, a female Austin Powers kind of a thing. And I almost assuredly they would go that direction. Because then they would do, like, some stunt casting who would be, you know... Austin Powers' daughter, and what would we call her, and she could be the main female lead of the movie. Obviously, she's not a love interest for Austin, because that's, you know, fucking gross, but, like, you know, it'd be like, and then she can have a love interest in there, and you know, they would they would definitely go in that direction. And I have no idea who would be able to be that type of person. I don't know who would be, like, comedic enough in this time space right now to be able to pull that off. You know, I, what I would do is how number two was always like in control of Starbucks and stuff like that. I think you could have it say that Scott was so pissed off about Austin and everything Austin did that he kind of created the everything you see now with like the super woke culture as like, I have to make Austin Powers irrelevant. And the only way to do that is to make everything Austin Powers stands for evil. So I win. Huh. I like that. You can play around with a lot of that stuff. And then uh, since Austin Powers, or not Austin Powers, since Mike Myers did say there was a skeleton of a fourth written from Dr. Evil's perspective, you could make him the lead with Austin kind of like, no, this world isn't for me. I'll leave this to you and then only have Austin in select parts. Uh, they still have to make Austin Powers the main, main lead. Yeah, but you can make it like 
all right, since they Dr. split Evil the difference thinks, a lot more. Yeah. 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 Because it's like mostly Dr. Evil's issue since Scott is his kid. And I'm going to see how, how it'd be split in difference anyway. So, like, like Austin Powers, especially by the third movie, is an Austin Powers and Dr. Evil movie. Yeah. But there's literally not, there's, there probably is a combined about five minutes of screen time when neither of them is on the screen. But you'd have to check off, you know, they would do some kind of cameo with Fat Bastard. They would do some kind of cameo with pretty much every character that they could. They couldn't do many me, of course, unfortunately. But pretty much everybody else, they would incorporate. I would assume that they would. It would be really uh, odd if, like, I don't know, like Mindy Sterling was like, yeah, I'm not coming back for a minute. Because it's like, uh, they not even one minute scene of a frow, like that kind of deal. They would probably do that. They wouldn't bring back, like, the mole. They wouldn't bring back Beyonce's character, you know, that kind of deal. But, and it's hard now, because, like, Minnie Me's gone. Yeah. And how do you, like, he became such a part of the franchise. So I think it's better left in the past. Honestly, I do. <laughs> left in but the past? I would... <laughs> but I would totally... <laughs> Be open to the idea of a fourth one just because I love this franchise. I got a feeling if they were to do a fourth one, unless they could really, really knock it out of the park, most of the people would probably be like, eh, we didn't need that. Now that kind of tarnishes it. So the last time anything was done with the Austin Powers IP was it was. Applied for a trademark in 2017, officially registered in 2019 by New Line Cinema for computer software, specifically like slot machines and stuff like that. So this IP is probably better left, you know, right where it is. Like it's a period piece for sure. And you can go, hey, remember the 90s when everything was like super over the top and sexual for no real reason? Austin Powers is that. Even more than it is a Bond parody. Like, you know, outside of the fact that you've got names like Goldmember and there's a Blowfield Dr. Evil connection, there's no real, oh, wow, he's doing James Bond. Yeah, and if they tried to parody the Daniel Craig era, for instance, they would not be able to really pull that off because that's way too serious. They'd have to do enough references to make it a Bond parody, just, you know face value of like giving it a title like you had mentioned like uh you won the shag twice or something but it's taken on a life of its own and it's way way past the point of people not knowing that this is like some kind of an institution so i tell you one thing that i certainly would not want them to do is to just try to reboot it like if they're going to do anything with it do a fourth movie and you can do something that can lead into another thing. Like if you do want to have like he's got a kid, whether it's a you know a son or a daughter or do whatever you want to do, you could try to spin that and do future movies based off of that one. But you can't go. All right, well we're gonna do another Austin Powers and we're recasting everybody. And now it's who's like a comedian that's going around now. Uh, everybody I can think of is like way past the age range that Mike Myers was in the first one. Yeah, I can't think of any, like, top-notch comedians. It's uh, Pete Davidson, let's just say. Yeah, there you go. Like, if they were like, let's give this to Pete Davidson and he could be Austin Powers, it'd be like, 
what the hell are you thinking? No, don't do this. So you know, and the, and the more I think about it, it's like we don't need like an origin of Frau movie. Like you know, <laughs> nothing that they could do would be interesting enough. Outside of the kid angle, there's nothing else you could do. So. I don't know. Maybe if I feel like dedicating more time in this headspace, maybe I'll draft up some kind of what if. You're going to uh, get some like random 3 a.m. Uh, bonus bonus feature kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, look, I, I sat down. I couldn't sleep. I, I wrote up an outline, just a, an elevator pitch. Here's how it goes. This, 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 this. Might end up happening. <laughs> I've got elevator pitches for sequels to the other movies and everything. I've got. I had a pitch of a Shawshank Redemption sequel even at one point. I've since deleted it, but yeah, it's um something to keep in mind a little bit for, and uh, I don't know when this is airing. Uh, we were recording this on September 3rd. This is airing, I think, I think beginning like of October. First weekend in October or something like that? Might be. So, I don't know what we're gonna have been doing in the meantime. We had some ideas of some other things to fill in the blanks, but Pretty much around this time frame, No Time to Die will be out, and we will be kind of circling back to what this whole started with, which was uh, the A Review to a Kill series, breaking down the James Bond franchise, and we'll probably have that up. We'll definitely have that up as soon as we possibly can when it comes to that movie, because I'm seeing that opening night, of course. I'm going to have lots to say, I'm sure, hopefully mostly all positives. But better I'll be positive. We will probably try to piggyback off of this in some fashion too with some other things. Um, I know that it's been suggested before about maybe watching the Johnny English movies and doing some other things. So if you do want us to continue doing these things with whatever it is, maybe it is on the, the spy genre stuff, maybe it's completely separate. But if you want more fan tracks, if you want more movie reviews, more of a breakdown like that, if you want us to try to target another series, too, we could always try to do that for other things, you know, be like, uh, it's 25 Bond movies. That took a long time to to knock those out. But maybe you're like, I really want to hear these guys go on about uh, what's another franchise, Lord of the Rings or something. Or I would think Star Wars would potentially be one of the best ones for that. Star Wars is probably one of the ones that we're going to end up doing. And then, you know, whatever it might be, if we don't have any plans to do it, you can make sure that we have the plans to do it because there is the Pick Your Poison tier on the Patreon and on the members only side of YouTube. So hit the join button, take advantage of that. The bonus features, as we mentioned before, that is another tier. It's a cheaper tier, but that's extra stuff that you can get access to. There's the Tee Public and Redbubble if you want to help support us on the monetary side of things by buying some kind of merchandise. That's where you'll find it. And if you don't got the spare change to toss something with the little thanks button or anything else like that, just liking this video helps out a lot. Drop in with your comments below, subscribing to the channel, sharing this on you know Reddit or a message board or anything. But the more support that you guys give to us, the more that we can dedicate time to doing these things and then more content that we can give you and the better content too, because then we can upgrade things and do more stuff. And uh, if you are following Fanboys Anonymous, that's awesome. If you're following Smart Out Moment, that's awesome as well. That's the pro wrestling stuff, completely unrelated to everything we were talking about today here outside of a brief moment of sumo wrestling, but that doesn't really count. 
And you can follow me specifically at Tony Mango. And you can follow these guys on their social medias. Check out what they've got going on as well. Yeah, I am at Dude Felice on every social media platform. And if you do like the pro wrestling side of things, check out Fightful.com and everything Sean Ross Sapp has going on there. Callum? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Wigmeist14. And as Tony said, just check out all the small cat moment stuff. Alrighty, everybody, that is it for this run. Again, we don't know what's happening next. But if you stay tuned and you are subscribed and everything that is going on on the website and on the YouTube channel, you'll find out when you find out and when we end up posting it. So we hope that you have fun with this whole series breakdown. And we hope that you check out everything else that's happening in the future and you have fun with that too. In the meantime, stay safe. We will see you when we see you. But for now, it's time for us to geek out.